Thank you for listening to our weekly Baylife Church podcast. Make sure you visit our website, baylifechurch.org.au, where you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes so that you'll never miss another message. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon. Thank you so much for that, Kev. That was, that was great. Well, happy Anzac Day, everyone. And um, I did want to do something before I start. Um, if you have ever been in the uh, forces, I would love for you to stay seated. And for everyone else, if we could just be upstanding, because I just want to be able to honour where honour is due and be able to honour anyone that has served in this place today and uh, be able to honour them for the service that they have given to this country. So why don't we give them a big round of applause? Thank you very much. Hey, and why don't we give their families a round of applause as well? Because they sacrifice so much too for the, the wives and the kids and all the families. So thank you for your sacrifice as well. Well, grab your seats and um, I'll try and get some energy in the room. Come on. <laughs> well, um, hope you've all had a good week. It's been beautiful this week, hasn't it? It's uh, could have been like this uh, in summer, but um, it wasn't. But the, uh, this morning, um, I'm going to be talking a little bit uh, about serving and, and, and encouraging us in the gifts that God has given each and every one of us. You know, I, I believe and I, and I know that the church is at its best when it's people, when not just the person on platform, but the people, we are the church, are activated and working in the gifts that God has given each and every one of us. And only then, I truly believe that we are going to be as effective as God has called us to be here in this community. You know, one of my biggest passions as a pastor is to see every person in this church operating in the gifts that God has given them. You know, that, that's, that's one of my, my, my greatest goals is to be able to encourage and to be able to see the gold and for you to get a passion of for something to be able to serve God and for us to be able to help you in that, to be able to use that gift in your everyday life to see your friends and family know the love of Jesus Christ. You know, who, who has ever thought that, well, I'm not on platform, which means that I must not be blessed with any gifts? Um, the reason I ask that <laughs> is because I was talking with someone just the other day, and they came up to me, and it was so kind what they were saying. Like, it, was, it was such a nice thing that they were saying, like, oh, you are so lucky. I'm like, oh. Thanks. Like, you know, you're so lucky because God's blessed you with so many gifts to be able to serve Him. And I thought about it for a second and went, God, God's blessed you with just as many gifts as He's blessed me with. And they went, 
who me? I can't sing. I can't, I can't talk on stage. And I'm like, oh no. Have we gotten to a place in church that we think that a Sunday is the only, or someone that on platform on a Sunday is the only gift that God has given us to be able to serve Him. And I think that if, if, we, if we ever get to that place of thinking that the gifts on Sunday with the preacher on stage and the band on stage are the only gifts that people have been blessed with to serve Him. I think the enemy is having a field day in our minds. <laughs> you know, have we become so consumeristic in church that we come to church on a Sunday to be entertained by the gifts and talents of a few? Because that isn't the church. <laughs> I love Sundays. I'm so passionate about Sundays. And I love that I get to do what I get to do. I love it. But it would be so, um, I'm going to say bad, <laughs> if you come here to be entertained by me. <laughs> you don't even, like, <laughs> if you come to church to be entertained by the pastor and the gifts on stage, it's, I'm, it's great what we have here. It's phenomenal. But if that's what our Christian walk is, that we come to church, we be entertained, we, we know it's like, great, that was really good. Oh, you know, that, that, that song was a little bit out of tune today. You know, you know the, the drums were a little loud and the, and the preacher wasn't very funny. <laughs> if that's our Christian experience, I think we're in trouble. And I'm not saying that it is. But from that conversation I had the other day, it got me thinking that we all have gifts that God has given us. Every single person in this world, God has created. And God creates amazing people. That the reason why God creates is because He creates us with uniqueness and He creates us with creation gifts. And we have all been created with amazing gifts within our lives. That's just a given. It's like when an inventor invents something, he invents that thing to do the thing it was meant to do. Like the person who invented the microwave, it's to heat up food really quickly. The person who invented the coffee machine um, was so that we can have gold in our cups every single day. And it can, you know, and, and so that it can, you know, help us with this addiction that we have to caffeine. But we have all been created by the amazing creator. The creator of heaven and earth has chosen you and me to be here on this earth, not to sit in church and be entertained, but to be in relationship with Him, to use our gifts in this world so this world knows that it's loved, so the world knows that God is real, so that the world knows that He has a relationship for them as well. You know, and that is probably one of the things that grinds my gears the most, is that if the church ever gets to a place 
where people think that only a few people have the gifts. That, you know, we come to church to, to see the man or the woman of God. That it's the man or the woman of God's job to be able to prophesy, heal, evangelize, teach. You know, all the, all the, all the gifts that, that God's given us to be able to serve every single person in this community. That's what we are, the church. And I get why I was thinking about it. I'm like, I've, I've been in Queensland this week at a conference and I've just been thinking about, well, why, why do we get like this? And in the Old Testament, this is how it was. There was men and there was women of God. And that's how it was that God blessed certain people for specific times to go and do great things for Him. You know, God blessed certain men to um, be able to lead, um, you know, nations and to see miracles happen. You know, God blessed women at certain times in the Bible to do phenomenal things, to do, you know, to do the thing that God had given them for that moment. And that, that is exactly how, how it did work in the Old Testament. And the reason was, is because Jesus hadn't turned up yet. The reason was that there was the man and the woman of God that was anointed and was placed in place to do the thing of God and to, you know, to, to be that person for, for a nation. It's because that's how it had to be. But what happened when Jesus came to earth? He flipped this whole thing upside down. And said, wait a second, he could have, he was God. <laughs> Jesus was the one who had the right to say, well, now the man of God has turned up. <laughs> that I will, you know, destroy the kingdom and I will be the man and, and we will have victory. And, you know, you know he, he, he had the right to do that. But he flipped it all on its head and said, no, 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 I've come to serve, <laughs> not to be served. I've come to serve and to love this world. And he lived this life, this amazing life. And for the three years, we saw him empower 12 men, his disciples, to then empowered hundreds and thousands of people to understand that the same power that rose Jesus Christ from the dead now lives in you and me. And we all have amazing gifts that God wants us to use to serve Him. You know, John 14, 12 to 14, it says, Very truly, I tell you, Whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing and they will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. I love that verse. That this is Jesus talking. <laughs> Jesus is saying, I tell you this, that you're going to do the things that I've done, but we're also going to do greater than I've ever done because I'm going to the Father. And what he's saying is that I'm going to leave you something even better. And his name is the Holy Spirit who lives inside in each and every one of us that when we give our lives to him and we baptize in the Holy Spirit, what happens is that he gives us power then to use these giftings to go into the world and to love people. 
to love our friends, to love our family, to love our communities. You know, this can be serving. This can be helping. This can be teaching. This can be creating. This can be all these amazing creation gifts that God has given you and me. You know, there's another verse here in, 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 in Matthew 28, and this is the great, the, the, the great Commission, Matthew 28, 19 to 20. It says, Then go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all the things I've commanded you. And I'm always with you, even to the end of the age. That right here, Jesus is saying, Hey, go. <laughs> And use the gifts that God has given you. You know what? No one's gift in this church is more important than another's. And I think that, you know, this can be a, this can be a thing that can, that, can, that can happen. That, you know, honour is amazing and, and it's great to honour where honour is due. And, you know, our pastors are phenomenal and they're gifted. And, yeah, they've been called to, to be the pastors of the church. But that gift is no more important than the gift that is sitting in the seat right in front of them. That there's not one gift in this world that is, that, that is, that is greater than another gift. And, and you know, there's, there's um, the fivefold gifts of ministry that are really important that people have. And they're the, they're the gifts for the church that help grow the church. And it's so important that we have them operating within a church. And they're important as well. But, you know, our, our gift of, of, of giving someone and encouragement, the gift of, 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 of inviting someone over to your house when they're in need, the gift of giving someone the shirt off your back and saying, hey, you need this more than me. Every one of those gifts are just as important because we are the church. And I want to show you here in Romans 12, verse 3, from verse 3, it says, because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I love this, I give each of you this warning. Do not think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourself, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given you, just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function. So it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we are all belong to each other. In His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God, I'll just pause there, that God has given us certain gifts to do certain things well. No one in this room is Jesus, so none of us can do everything well. <laughs> this is why we need each other. This is why we need every single unique gift that's placed inside this inside you know you that is sitting in the seats today that that the the passion that i have is to be able to draw that out of us because i know that when those gifts are are powered by the holy spirit and we're using these gifts what starts to happen is that people start to know that wow i'm loved and that god loves me and wow that god has a relationship for me as well because i tell you what People aren't waking up, well, we are, but not everyone's waking up on a Sunday morning thinking, what church am I going to go to tomorrow? Or a Saturday, on a Sunday morning, what church am I going to go to today? It used to be, you know, 50, 60 years ago, it used to be culture. We've lost that. <laughs> That's not the culture of today. 
that we're not waking up. Well, we are, but not everyone is waking up thinking, well, what church am I going to go to today? And this is why it's so important that we are the church in our everyday lives. And yeah, you know, it's awesome that we can serve here at church and we jump on teams and we, and we you know, use the gifts that God's given us to make this amazing so that when people come to this place, they feel loved and they feel welcome. They feel like they belong. They have a great experience and a good time and that they can, they can feel the, the, the love of God. And, and, and we do it well because we want to honor God with what He's given us. But this is just one day a week. <laughs> There's still six other days of the week where these gifts that God wants to use them And he wants us to put them out there. He wants us to use these gifts in our everyday life to be able to serve him and to serve and to love our community. And the verse goes on, it says, So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach them well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take that responsibility serious. And and if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. This part is uh, one of the ones that goes, (laughs) don't just pretend. (laughs) To love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honouring one another. You know, this verse shows us that we all have unique gifts and it's clear that God wants us to use them to serve Him, to serve others. And after all of this, We're going to be sitting there thinking, well, I wonder what God's gifted me with. (laughs) Oh, what is it for me? What is the thing that God, that's the million dollar question, right? You know, what is the million dollar question? What am I gifted to do? My first encouragement, just a bit of practical now for you guys. What do you love to do? What's something that you just love to do? Because we all have creation gifts, that God has created us a certain way and God has, you know, gifted us with certain things. And they're the things that we love to do. You know, I love to talk. (laughs) God has given me a gift from this tool, maybe this tool, I don't know, to talk. I've always talked of a chatterbox. And God's used this gift to be able to stand on platform today and encourage you in the gifts that God has given you. That's just one gift. But what is something that you've always loved to do? You know, what is it that when you're doing it, you feel alive? You know, when you could be having, you know, someone over to your house for a meal. You know, it could be, you know, cleaning someone's house. Um, you know, it could be, um, or the other day, Sally McKinnon just came and cleaned my office. I'm really sorry. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> she, she, would have, she would have needed those gloves and I don't think those windows have been cleaned for a long time. <laughs> Oh, no, um, but thank you, Sally. 
But what is it that you love to do that makes you feel alive? You know, maybe it's, you know, coaching that, that, that soccer team. Maybe it's, you know, playing music. You know, maybe it's going out for coffee with someone. Maybe it's, it's teaching. Maybe it's leading. You know, maybe it's, it's giving. You know, maybe, you know, I know there's people in this church that have a gift of giving and they are so generous. And I, I, I just would know there's no way they'll do it if they don't love doing this, serving God with that gift. And when they're doing that, they've never felt more alive. You know, we have these gifts that God has given us. They are there. (laughs) And my first encouragement, what is it that you love to do? And I know that the gift is going to be tied to your passions and your love. Number two is pray. Ask God to drop a passion or a person on your heart. The reason why I say this, because God can drop a passion on our heart and it can be like, oh, I'm really excited to do this. You know, someone came to me the other day and like, hey, I'm just really, really excited about kids ministry now. I'm like, come on, let's go. You know, I think it was Kim just came to me and said, hey, I'm so excited about kids ministry right now. I just want to get involved in kids ministry. And, you know, whenever you need me, just put me on the roster. And I'm like, are you sure? She's like, yeah, I'm sure. I'm like, okay, let's do this. And I love that, that she's always been praying and God's dropped something on her heart and said, hey, I want to be involved in this. That's, that's not every single person now doesn't have to do that because someone has that passion for it. You've got a different passion. But the reason why I say ask God to drop someone or a person on your heart is a really good one. Because what happens is God drops the person on our heart and then He uses the gifts that He's given us to serve them. Because He'll drop the person on your heart and He'll go, hey, this is what the person needs right now. And He's not going to get you to go and reach someone that you don't have the giftings to go and reach. But what He'll do, He'll say, hey, you know, Johnny over there is just really lonely. And something in you, you know, the the mercy people in the building are going to go, I've got to go get Johnny. (laughs) I'm going to go just encourage Johnny. I'm just going to go sit down next to Johnny and and just be able to tell little Johnny that he's amazing. And, you know, I might even write Johnny a little note and encourage him in, in how amazing Johnny is. Right there, if that's you, your gift is to encourage. Your gift is to have mercy. Your gift is to, to be that encourager to people that need encouragement. And the third thing that we can do for this is ask someone else what you're good at. And a good one for this is that, you know, if someone has a prophetic gift on their life, it's really good to be able to say, hey, can you just pray for me and to see what God says, you know, to you right now. Let me just encourage you with a prophetic word. A prophetic word is not fortune telling. Okay. If someone goes to give you a prophetic word and they say, hey, you're going to be the next prime minister of Australia. That's fortune telling. Maybe the, the prophetic word might be, hey, I just really see leadership on your life. And, you know, I can, I can see that you're going to be leading, you know, groups of people that, are, that, 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 that need help. And, you know, through that, it's like, yeah, that, that really resonates with me. Through that, you might become the Prime Minister of Australia. <laughs> um, <laughs> who would want to do that job, right? Do you know what? This week, I'll, I'll just pause there. This week, I was at National Conference on the on the um, on the on the Gold Coast at Broadbeach, and there was about you know fifteen hundred pastors there. And on the first night, Scott Morrison was in the building. He got up on stage and he preached the word for thirty five minutes and encouraged pastors about. He he encouraged us in about being a community. 
and about that we need to, that we do what the government can't. And it was an incredible, amazing encouragement for us saying, hey, please keep doing what you're doing. We need you because we can't do what you do week in and week out. It was phenomenal. It was really good. Hey, a classic illustration, so I'll keep moving because um, we start a little late today. But a classic illustration of this, this is a good one. I love this. this, this little story, this little illustration, okay? So there's seven people having dinner at a restaurant when the waiter drops a whole tray of drinks on the table. Okay, this is to help you maybe, you're going to resonate with one of these right here and you're going to like, okay, I think this could be one of my gifts, alrighty? So the seven people are having dinner at a restaurant when the waiter drops a whole tray of drinks on the table. The mercy person is primarily concerned for the hassled waiter and comforts him or her by telling him it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's okay. It's okay. The teacher begins to explain a better way of carrying the tray so that this will not happen again. The server jumps up without a word and starts mopping up the spill. The prophet says he could see that was going to happen by the way that the waiter was not concentrating on what they were doing. The giver offers to pay for another round of drinks just to make the night, you know, keep being amazing. You know, the encourager says that everything is going to be fine and not to let this incident get in the way of a great evening. It's fine, just drinks, don't worry about it. The leader asks one person to mop up, one to get a chair, one to get a new round of drinks and take up a collection to pay for the drinks and the dry cleaning bill. <laughs> Every one of us <laughs> would have resonated with one of those people just then. The reason I'm here this morning, church, is because I want to encourage us. And I want to let you know that we are here to champion you in the gifts that God have given you. To be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ in this world. To love our community. <laughs> because we need you. Just as the band comes. So I just want to let you know. I've got some gifts, but not them all. <laughs> There's people in this world that I could never, ever, ever reach. But you can. <laughs> because it's not just a certain group of people that we want to reach in this church. You know, we want to be a church that is here for everyone. We want to be a church that is here to encourage every demographic, that is here to love every community, that we're not here just to, to reach a, a narrow group of people, but we're here to love and to encourage and to be the hands of God in every single nook and cranny of this community. God's called us to be the light of the world, and your gifts are the things that light it up. And I love that verse that, that talks about, um, you know, we are the light of the world. He's not going to put a bucket over it. <laughs> you know, we need to take that bucket off because your gifts are the light of the world that are going to go in to places and spaces, into people's lives and to love and encourage them so that they know that there's a God that loves them. You know, I call this message the five-bag servant. And the reason I did is because 
God's serious about this. This isn't just a good idea. (laughs) This isn't just a good idea to use our gifts. It's actually what we have to do. This isn't just a, 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 a message to, so we can leave feeling good about ourselves that we're all amazing because you are and you all got great gifts. But this is a message this morning to encourage us and to say, you know what, this isn't just a good idea, but it's God's commandment for us as Christians. In Matthew 25, the parable of the talents, as I finished, it says, For it will be like a man going on a journey who calls his servants and entrusts to them his property. To one, he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his ability. That's a whole nother message. What you have is amazing. (laughs) Don't compare your talent to someone else's. Comparison kills your calling. Comparison kills your gift. Comparison makes you feel like you're not good enough. Comparison makes you feel like, well, I could never do what they do, so obviously I'm not going to do anything. That's not being mean. That's just, I know that's what people think. (laughs) Because I've done it. I sit in conference rooms and see these phenomenal people on platform, and I'm like, wow, I could never preach like that. And God just keeps encouraging me, saying, I never wanted you to do that. (laughs) I never asked you to do that. I asked you to be you. I asked you to do you. I'll keep reading. Then he went away. He who had received the five talents um, went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more. So he used them and made five more. So also he who the two talents made two more talents. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now a long time, now after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here I have made five talents more. His master said, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also who had the two talents, came forward saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here I have made two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he who had received the one talent came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gather where you did not scatter no seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master answered him. He said, you wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown, and I gather where I, um, where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I should have received that what was my own with interest. He says, so take your talent and give it to the one who has 10. For to everyone who has will more be given, and he will have an abundance. But for the one who has not, 
even what he has will be taken away. And You know, there's lots of different meanings around that parable, but what I want to draw out of it today is God's serious about this church. He needs us to use the gifts that he's given us to reach this world. It's not just a good idea. And I know it's hard. And I know that, you know, we don't know where to start. And that's okay. But we just got to start somewhere. <laughs> I want to encourage you today. If you don't know what the gift is that God's given you, I, I want you to think about what do you love to do and just start doing it, serving the Lord with it. But when you're doing this thing, pray about how you could be using the gift to serve our community, to be able to love someone else, to be able to encourage someone else with the truth and the love of Jesus Christ. Pray, ask God to light a passion within you and then be obedient with what He says to you. You know, pray about or pray for a person and then use the gifts and the talents that He's given you and then just do it again and then do it again and then do it again and do it again and do it again. Come and talk to me. Come and talk to some of the leaders in this church. Let us pray for you. And, you know, the, the prayer teams at the back to, um, after this service, if, if you want some prayer about, you know, maybe a prophetic word, go and see them and, and, and let them pray for you and say, hey, help me out here. But what I want to encourage today, just as we stand to our feet, God has given you talents. God has given you gifts. And as a church, we need you. We need you to use them. We need you to be in your communities. We need you to be in Port Stevens in this world, using the amazing things that God's gifted you with so that the vision of this church to reach and influence our community and world is going to happen because it's never going to happen if there's just one or two of us giving it a go. Let me pray. Holy Spirit, let's thank you so much for this church. I thank you so much for the gifts and talents and each and every single person in this room today and for the ones watching online or the ones that can't make it today. Holy Spirit, I just pray right now, you light a fire within them, a passion, Lord God. Highlight the gifts and the talents that you've given each and every one of them, God. I pray if they put them down, they pick them back up, God. I pray, Lord God, if they've, they've been fearful, Lord God, that they can find confidence in you, Lord God, to go and use the gift that you've given them, God. I pray that we can be, we can be people, Lord God, we can be Christians that wake up every day and say, God, where do you want to use me today? Who am I going to talk to today? What's the gift that you want to use today, Lord God, to see one more soul come to know you? I just pray an anointing, Lord God, on each and every single person, Lord God, as they leave this room, Lord God, they leave with the confidence knowing that the gift they've given them, that you've given them, God, can be used because you want to use that, Lord God, in every sphere, in every community, in every nook and cranny, Lord God, in Port Stevens. We just give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.